Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical Well, we better get uh, going if we're going to get to the uh, the Forbidden City. It's actually called Amin Rahim. What's she doing here? No, it's true. I I I, I read about it. Come to my house tonight. They want to cross the street from the well. You have walked through the village and there have been a few people that have spotted you through their windows, um, through the glow of the windows as you pass by, as you approach the, uh, I can't remember if he's the mayor or if he is the, the head man of the, of the village, but you approach his door and you knock and he opens the door and he goes, welcome, welcome, come in, come in, come in. And he's ushering you in, uh, very quickly. Uh, you go into a small, this is a, uh, mud and, you know, uh, plaster, building it uh it's it's small it's not big there's a main uh living area that has a fireplace the fire going there is a table and chairs in the middle of the room you can see a couple of a, a very small hallway that goes back to a couple of rooms in the back one of them presumably a bedroom or a bathroom and then a, a set of stairs that go up to a second floor and also presumably to a third floor uh, terrace or or uh, rooftop area where people might sleep at night if it gets uh, too hot uh, at night. But of course, right now in November, it's rather chilly in in the desert. Uh, the the man has a number of uh, other family members there. He's got a wife. There are three or four children of various ages running around, including the child that was selling you a watermelon in the street earlier in the day. Uh, there's not a whole lot of room, but there's a place for people to stand or sit if you so desire. Dr. Smith uh, says something in in Arabic uh, to the man and the man responds. And then Dr. Smith turns to you and says, uh, any of you speak uh, Arabic? Talks mm. in Dutch. Uh, only enough to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Uh, he speaks uh, very poor English, but uh, I think we can we can figure this out. And then he kind of turns back to the guy, and I will just translate uh, for the sake of translation purposes here. Uh, you all put a babel fish in your ear, and uh, you hear the proceeding uh, happening. Doctor Smith is is talking to the man. He's like, "Look, we are wanting to get into the sanctuary. Uh, we believe that there's something there, an artifact there that." Uh, that belongs in a museum. Oh no, you must you must not go to the sanctuary. It's a very bad place. Very bad things are happening there. And because you guys can basically understand or the Dr. Smith is translating for you, if anybody has questions, comments, etc., uh feel free to to jump in. Uh I don't think you understand, uh sir. Um this artifact is very precious. It doesn't belong in the hands of 
of the, those monks uh, really belongs in, in a museum. I understand what you're saying, sir, but um, seriously, this is not a, a good idea for you to bother, to bother them. It's a very, very evil place. What do you mean, evil? Ah, well, you have to understand that this is a story that's been handed down from my father and his father and his grandfathers before him. Uh, five generations my family has, has been here, and even then they said 150 or 200 years prior to that that the people in the sanctuary, something happened. The monks became a lot more secretive. At night, uh, we could hear strange sounds, chanting, all night and quiet all day. Uh, he kind of looks around. Uh, the desert has claimed more of our lands, not not as much growing, and I think it's because of what they're doing. Do you think the artifact has something to do with it? Mm, I don't know. I've never seen or heard of an artifact, but... I don't know. It's a very, very bad place, an evil place, as I've said. And you hear the little boy that sold you the watermelons earlier in the day goes, I've been there, father. They're very nice. And the man is like, what do you mean? And the wife uh, kind of grabs the youngest child and herds the rest of the kids uh, through the back uh, of the uh, of the room. You were told never to go there. But the man at the gate is very nice. He invited me to come in. He wants me to, you know, see the, the place. No, you must never go back there again. These are very bad people. But he doesn't seem bad. And he turns to the group of you. I could take you. No, no, you must not. Well, it sounds like He's... they're recruiting. So listen, um, we could probably be able to help you out if you could help us out a little bit. And you guys can roll... Um, any kind of a persuasion to see if you can come up with a way to convince the, the man of the city to help you out. So it would be a persuasion, uh, would be your skill and your attribute would probably be reason. So a reason and persuasion check. This would be a difficulty of, of two. I'm surprisingly okay at those. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless someone beats a 12. I'm not to twelve. <laughs> um, since we've been talking to this guy for a while, I'm going to use my subtle fuse okay. Okay. Uh, ability to buy a D20 for free. Okay, and then I'll spend a momentum to get a fourth D20. If that's all okay. right with everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. fine. That's good. Three successes. All right. Very good. I mean, you've got the successes that, I mean, one. Okay. Hey, I did Doesn't it. that buy us a momentum? No, no, that because no. the difficulty is two. So mine, uh, mine gives back the one momentum I spent. Nice. And I am treating this as the continuation of last time. So that's why I did not uh, reset your momentum. Yeah. Okay. Reasonable. So what do you, what, what do you, uh, Blisco and you Dutch do to kind of convince this man that it's in, it's in your best interest to have him help you out? Uh, I'd say, go, go ahead. going to mostly appeal to like, kind of explain where I, at where I, 
wanting to help basically ran away from my parents, ran away from my family. Uh, and like, he wants to be able to help people out, like, uh, siding with the kid, letting the uh, parent know that like you may, may end up pushing him away and pushing him into more danger by not letting him help us out. Uh, and mm. we will try yeah. to do our best to protect him. Okay. All right. What about you, uh, Dutch? Um, I will tell him that uh, I'll be like, well, you said that the desert claims more and more of your lands every day or, you know, however often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's coming from those monks. And every day, I'm guessing they get bolder, louder. Um, I'm guessing more and more people go missing. Uh, that's not going to stop. That's actually going to get worse. So yes, uh, every once a month on the full moon, a truck comes in from Cairo, uh, pulls up to the gate of the of the sanctuary, and then at night we hear the worst of the chanting all night. So that's only going to get worse. Um, and there is also one possibility in which it gets extremely worse, which is the people uh, that we are fighting get a hold of that artifact and then things would be 10 times worse than this cult. So uh, if you help us out, if you help us to get in there, we can put a stop to this for you. Plus we can make sure that artifact gets into the right hands. You can see Monty kind of rub his hands together a little bit. Mine. What what do you know? What do you know? And the the man's turning to his son. What do you know of this of this place? The boy pulls out a piece of paper and starts to draw out kind of a rough floor plan of the sanctuary from the time that he has been there or uh, been around there. He's like, uh, the main gate goes here, and when you pass through there, you enter the main courtyard. And the courtyard encircles the inner part of the of the sanctuary. There's gardens in the back where they grow their fruits and their vegetables. And then in the opposite side of the entrance is where their sanctuary is. So is this a uh, sanctuary? Is that like a raised area? Ah, it's, a, it's like a separate building. So uh, he points around. So if you, for the listeners, imagine a square. Um, there's two L's that kind of face each other on the left and the right and the bottom. That's the main entrances between those. Um, at the top of the square is a separate standalone building. And then on either side of the, either side of that is kind of a garden area. So the left and right and the bottom side is all covered buildings. So this would be the height of the outer walls. The garden wall is probably a little bit lower to allow more sunlight in. But the from the outside, the only way you could get into the building is through the main entrance. But once you get into that, then you would have a courtyard where um, the boy draws where a fountain would be. And it looks like there's pillars around the edge that has a covered walkway for people to to walk between different areas of the uh, covered buildings. Does that answer your question, Brian? Yeah. Okay. So are the L's are like building yeah or like buildings yeah so you but he doesn't draw it's yeah he doesn't draw rooms or anything like that so he doesn't know what's in there 
Uh, I was only brought into the entrance and I saw the courtyard and the, the monks were walking around and the building on the far side and the gardens, which, Father, they have some very interesting vegetables growing there. Um, but I did not see anything else. If the garden wall is lower or made of something different, that might be our way in. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We probably need to uh, get over there and take a look at it ourselves. Yep, I agree. Ah, the the man sighs heavily. I do not think that this is a good idea, and if if you screw up, then it could be even worse for our village. Uh, with all due respect, I don't think that's true. Um, we're a bunch of foreigners, and if they decide that because we were here, now they're going to kill all of you. They were probably going to kill all of you to begin with. Mm, well, uh, you do the map sufficient. You do not need to involve my son anymore. Nope. I feel that's fair. Yep. If you are going to put a stop to this great evil, you need to put an absolute stop to this evil. Yep. We are going to, uh, try to take away the main source of their power and I'm sure we're not going to get out of there without uh, putting a few bullets in the majority of them so okay very well then may the gods bless you oh thank you Uh, kind of quickly ushers you out of his house yep it is nighttime it is growing colder you're standing in the middle of a village. Uh, let's try and head quietly towards the temple. Okay. Um, if that's all right with you all. I'm guessing when we went in at night, we are like armed and stuff. Like we're basically ready. Well, to go. are you? Did you come into town armed? Uh, I figured I would have. Okay. So um, what did you bring with you? Uh, I brought the following. Okay. A, a Lee Enfield rifle. Okay. A pistol. All right. A comfy parka. Okay. Um, a flak vest, which I'm not wearing yet. Okay. Um, and I think that's it other than you know my uh magical dilettante bag which you know has a an amorphous like uh mirror and wrench and lighter and whatever else sure um might come up did so did everyone else equip themselves was that kind of an agreement that everybody had made we can you you know we can make the the magical uh time time travel to make that possible or not. That's what I had thought. Okay. All right. So that's, yeah. that's kind of important. That's kind of important yeah, because sure, otherwise sure. you guys are going to have to walk a mile and a half right. back to your truck. Did yeah. anyone bring the heavy? Because I have a Lee Enfield rifle. Uh, I didn't. Cause I'm, I'm going to be a lot better on a rifle. Yeah. And also heavy weapons are like the, M- the M one nineteen though is, did anyone bring one of them or no? I did not. I mean, you can, if you want, 
I don't want. I <laughs> it would be okay. terrible with those. But okay, I wasn't I sure. Say, if, unless someone asked Blisco, Blisco to, the only stuff hmm. he would have grabbed would bring is stuff that we have one of for everybody, basically. Okay. Because uh, okay. yeah. usually he wants to be behind the wheel. Well, yeah. that's a good point. So uh, let me let me ask this out of character. Sure. Um, would it be a terrible idea to uh, sit Rob outside with our truck as a getaway um, driver slash crash through the gate? Or yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. Like, do it's like I don't, I, you know, I don't want to exclude Rob, and obviously, I don't want to try to like suss out any of your like of what might happen, Stephen. Um, I, yeah. So I'm. I, I, you know, it's like I. That's why I'm asking out of character, right? It seems so, like the sort of thing that Dutch would pitch, but yeah, I would honestly say, for what I know of what is to come, mm-hmm. a truck is probably not going to help you here. Okay. Now that being said, in the future, in the near future, uh, a truck will be very helpful. <laughs> right. In the not too distant future. Not Crash. too distant so episode either. or two from now. A truck okay. might be helpful. Next Wednesday, AD. So that yes. we don't crash it into a wall. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And remember, yes, you probably don't want to be crashing the truck through a wall because you still are not even halfway to your destination point. Uh, I figured uh-huh. we'd crash it through the gate. But oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Potato, tomato. I we'll, mean, stealth we'll would be pretty it. good. We'll unequip uh, Blisco from the driver's seat and put some guns on him. <laughs> Ping. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, so, so nobody's. Yes, I'm just. So gonna... nobody's bringing. So nobody's bringing any of the heavies. Nobody's bringing any of the heavies. So okay. uh, rifle, particularly geared towards heavy weaponry. Yeah, and uh, at least two of them have. Uh, I think are affixed to the truck anyway. So yes, yeah. the yeah. the M119s were not affixed to the truck, which is what I was okay. wondering. But I think also the only one of us who had any real capacity to use them would have been Blisco. I mean, to to use them with any any semblance of skill. Am I somehow our I best fighter so. just by being very coordinated? Um, uh, possibly. I'm I'm pretty coordinated, but okay. that's the like my specific things are geared more towards like shooting someone with a handgun, basically. Ah. I'll, like, stab you in the neck with a scalpel when you're not looking. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any bonuses to shooting, but I'm just real coordinated over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to... I thought I had written down everything on my end that you guys had, and the only heavy weapons are the ones that are on the car. I don't... Okay. I don't... Uh, uh, well, don't... Don't we have one like semi or like automatic? You had yeah, given you have us the option uh, to take the you have the Browning, Browning but, those are, but those are not uh, the okay. uh, Brownings are not heavy weapons. Okay, okay, I'm that's sorry. what was thrown. Those are the, it would tell you if right, it was right, a heavy right. weapon. Uh, yeah, uh, on there. So um, yeah, I just I just have a list of the things that the group has. Yeah, and my yeah, brain, yeah. my brain looked yep. at those Lee Enfields, Lump and then the Browning M19s are bigger. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you don't have any. You don't have any heavy weapons. The if you look on your truck, on your Desert Patrol vehicle, you have the uh, Beaufort mm-hmm. cannons, which are heavy. You have the mm-hmm. Lewis machine gun, which is heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the the uh, what is it? The uh, boys' anti tank rifle, yeah. which is right. which is heavy. All right. Uh, so you're all standing in the middle of the street, and uh, you should be able to see the little rough map of the city of Al Sabira. And uh, you can start marching or walking or stealthily stealthing. In fact, why doesn't everybody just roll me some stealth uh, to see how stealthy you are uh, down this? So that is what agility plus uh, stealth. Sounds like a wiener. Agility plus stealth. Oh boy. Or is that? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Is it agility or is it coordination? I think it's coordination. Definitely coordination. I would very much prefer coordination. (laughs) I think coordination would be better, but I think agility is where we're, where we're needed here. Uh, I'm only going to make it a difficulty of one. Are we okay. getting close right now? Or you are getting closer to the, to the, uh, the sanctuary. You can see it now as you move through right. this section of town. Um, you notice that there's a lot more empty buildings, a lot more boarded up homes. Uh, if you remember from uh, the last time, the, uh, the description was that as you got closer to where the sanctuary was at, that more people have abandoned those areas of town. Um, just because of who knows why, maybe they left because they didn't want to be near the creepy place. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think maybe I'm going to go ahead reason. burn a momentum. Okay. Okay. And, uh, By the way, well, Steve and I not help. Oops, a complication. <laughs> a I complication is because I'm really bad at greater than and less than the, um, the wind kind of picks up for you, Valentino and gives you a little chill. So much so that the the dust in the air and that little chill causes you to let out a huge uh, sneeze, and you hear some dogs start to bark. <sighs> so now any stealth rolls that you would do would need to be a D two for everybody for the group. Dang Monty it! Just, Monty just just kind of looks at you and shakes his head, like, "What the heck, man? What's your stealth roll, Monty?" Uh, Monty's stealth roll. What do we say? Agility plus, uh, stealth, uh, is do, 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 do. Let's get his line here. It's only 10. Sanjay, Sanjay has a 13. Sanjay has a 13 stealth. Yeah, this yeah, is, he does. this is stealth, not swapping out things that are more or less close together in weight. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> He's a so there are some dogs that start barking in, in the, uh, in the night. Uh, everybody kind of freezes for a moment, including, um, Lizelle. Everybody's just kind of like, what's, what's going to happen after a few minutes, the, the dark dogs stop barking. You're able to kind of proceed quietly forward as you approach kind of an open area and you can see the sanctuary in front of you. You are facing the main entrance of the sanctuary and it's, it's very tall. The walls on the outside of this are very tall. This is, would be like, almost two humans high. So like maybe 12 feet, uh, 10 to 12 feet high around the main wall. Um, if anybody would try to move around towards the back where the garden is, those walls are maybe eight feet high. So they're not completely out of reach, but they're definitely keep away kind of walls. They're not going to be easy, easy to scale without a really good agility, agility plus athletics uh, check. Uh, does uh, does Lozelle have a weapon? 
Lazelle does have a weapon. She has a handgun that okay. she was able to get from um from Rusty. Okay. I told you I'm I'm prepared for anything. Well, we can use have the helm. Have you fired that before? No. <laughs> All right. Well, don't point at anything. You're not don't want to shoot, and you know only point at anything you want to destroy. So. Okay. She kind of just looks at you a little, a little, uh, strangely, and then looks at Dutch and is like, is with the look of this is guy for real kind of thing. Yeah. He's just looking out for you. Uh, he doesn't think you're, uh, a good enough shot yet to worry about the vicious tag. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Uh, So what's, what's the plan? Uh, right now we're just looking. I figure we can go around the back, have a peek uh, over the garden wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then go from there. Okay. So all along the outside of the of the building, there are windows, but the windows are set up high, mm-hmm. uh, almost like there would be transom uh, windows uh, in a house. I, I don't know what the... Uh, oldie timey uh, word for transom windows would be, but they're the windows are set up very high. These are the windows are not set up for people to be looking out. They are very uh, utilitarian, letting light in kind of windows, and they all appear to be closed around the uh, around the outside of the building. The main entrance is a very heavy wooden door. Like uh, each plank in the door is probably ten inches thick. Uh, so it's a very heavy door. Uh, you can tell that uh, that probably this is a single story building, but the upper area, the reason why the walls are very high on on the outside is maybe at one time this was a uh, means to defend the sanctuary or the mosque or whatever that it used to be in the past. It's been here for a very, very long time. So there's probably areas on top of this where people would have positioned lookouts or people with guns or whatever. Uh, it's relatively impenetrable, but who knows? Uh, you know, it's nighttime. Uh, it's a small community. Maybe they don't leave their front door unlocked. I don't know. Um, as, as you move around to, so you don't really have a, a real difficulty moving around the side of the building, but you do want to be careful. It is very quiet. You don't hear much of anything, but you do get to the garden and, uh, Again, it's a wall, but it's only about eight feet high. So if someone wanted to stand on someone else's shoulders, yeah, you could peer oh. over the garden wall. <laughs> I'll give someone I'll give someone a boost. Sanjay quickly scrambles up your shoulders and peers over the edge. It's a garden. Uh trees and stuff. I don't see any lights. So you guys are on the upper right. Uh, so this would be the n- lack of a better direction. This would be the northeast corner of of the garden or of the sanctuary. Okay. I don't. I don't see any lights. Doesn't look like there's anyone home. Uh, well, that's probably good. Uh, at least helps us to get in. And then he hops down. Okay. All right. So we going in. We can just uh, hop that. Like, I'll I'll give 
somebody a boost. That person can stay up and help people up. Okay. Everybody can you know what give I'm talking me. About? Yep. Uh, yep. Everybody can give me an agility plus athletics check. We're climbing the garden wall. Uh, this will be a difficulty of, let's see, if your agility is less than, well, everybody's agility is less than 10. I was going to say, if everybody's agility <laughs> is less than 10, then it will, it will yep. be a, a, a D2. But if it's over 10, then it's only a D1. So Sanjay has no problem getting up over the wall. He's up there on top. Uh, he reaches down a hand and pulls up Lizelle next since she's light. But everyone else needs to roll an agility plus athletics uh, D2. Okay, everybody, everybody take a momentum. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've got six. We... All right. All right. Ah, crap. <laughs> Are you the shortest Woo! of everybody, Blisco? Are you the shortest? I might be. Okay. So you have a hard time reaching up to grab, like, Monty's hand as he's trying to pull people up. Uh, so you have to do a little scrambling, but eventually you are able to to make it up. You probably need to have like Valentino kind of push you from below and lift you at the same time. But you're able to make it over. Uh, let's see, Valentino, he's able to grab a hold of, of Monty's hands and he jumps up and reaches over and uh, together Monty and Valentino pull up. Uh, Carlos uh, has no problem getting up and then everybody helps uh, doc uh, come up as well and then you kind of do the reverse you kind of all kind of help each other down the other side uh, even though it's only eight feet you it is nighttime uh, yeah. it's dark you don't know what's down there you can tell that there's vegetation down there but you don't know if there's rocks or anything like that so you do need to be a little careful fortunately as you all step into the garden or make your landing into the garden uh, the full moon comes out from behind the clouds you are standing, in, and so you're now you are standing in a garden. It is a very lush garden for as arid a climate as you are in. Uh, some of you had commented that you were rather surprised that there were watermelon that were being sold in the in the marketplace. But here it's there's olive trees, there's a date tree, there a palm tree, uh, there is a uh, um, there's melons, there's you know all sorts of fruits and vegetables growing. On this patch of the garden, you imagine that if there's a garden on the other side of the sanctuary, which you're also standing next to, that that is probably just as lush as this area is. Uh, there are a couple of fruits that none of you can really figure out what it is. It looks a really odd. It's got a weird kind of like a pinkish purplish color to it. It's kind of spiky, but you guys have never seen anything like this. There is an exit out of the garden to the south, which looks like it. Uh, it's a covered walkway uh, leading into the uh, to where the the building the building proper is, and also into the into the courtyard. Do those plants have teeth? No, none okay. that you can tell in the full moonlight. Let's uh, try and hug the wall as much as we can. Coming out of the garden, we should be able to just whip around to get into the sanctuary. Yeah. But, well, I'll keep an eye on the courtyard, too. So here is a better look at what you guys are able to see. Now, I'm not going to do a fog of war or anything like that because I don't think that's good for you or me or the listeners at this point. Mm -hmm. But you are coming in from this 
south area. Kind of hugging the wall and you can see that there is indeed a courtyard with uh, some trees. Looks like more olive trees in the middle of the courtyard, four in each corner. And in the middle of that is a well. And so there is a walkway all the way around the outer portion of the courtyard. And you are all in this area up here. And this is a top-down view? Yeah, this is a top-down view. Okay, so I'm looking at that top thing, and for some reason my color sense is making it into a cross, and I'm trying to... Well, I mean, it is a sanctuary, it, right? But we never right. said what denomination, but it is a sanctuary. Yeah, it's like it's like a the, the T across the cross is like an altar. It is a yeah. slightly different color. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm getting like a weird 3D effect out of it, and I'm trying to... Well, it does have a 3D effect. It has like shading yeah. and, you know, okay. it's like embossed. So, I'm, yeah, I'm sure if you can't perceive all the like actually very subtle color differences, uh-huh. I'm yeah. sure it, it would look pretty weird. This map is from a person uh, called, what is it called? Lovecraft Maps, I think, on Patreon. Um, uh-huh. Does some fantastic maps yeah, uh, yeah. that I have fallen in love with the work. And I, let me just double check really quick so I can make sure I'm giving the name correctly uh so if anybody who's listening wants to uh get into that they can oh sorry love maps love maps uh is on patreon that's what it is love maps cthulhu i am a little sad that you didn't describe this clothesline (laughs) that would have made that probably made for some hilarious roles yeah i also didn't describe the little pin of animals either hanging out yeah (laughs) Yeah, so you're in this little corridor before you get to the courtyard. Okay. Do we uh, see anything? Can we see anyone? There's like nothing. There's like no light. I mean, it looks like there may be, uh, the doors are closed, so there's a door. Uh, There would be a door right here and a door Mm -hmm. here. All these doors are closed. Here's your main entrance down here. Um, But you don't see any light coming from any of these any of these rooms you can go in and explore any of the rooms uh if you like but you don't see any light and you don't hear anything hmm. is there actually are there any windows from say this building onto the corridor yeah there in? are some there again there are there are transom windows it's almost like this place doesn't uh doesn't want to encourage people looking in on each other but mm-hmm. rather to use the spaces for meditation and contemplation and to do whatever deeds that this place does would it be possible to relatively safely get sanjay up high enough so he can peek through that sure yeah um you lift him up on your shoulders again sanjay peeks through one of the upper transom windows yeah it's 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 dark in there it looks like uh a dormitory there's a lot of beds but the beds are all they're all empty okay all right. I'll help him back down. Okay. Well, that was my worry that we were going to be flooded if uh, from all of these rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, if but happens. if that's a dormitory and it's empty and we don't hear the sounds of like moving around and cooking or whatever, and also it's relatively late, mm-hmm. uh, let's just, uh, again, continue to hug the wall and make for the uh, temple or uh, okay, the sanctuary or proper sanctuary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monty's like, yeah, come on, follow me, and you start to move across the courtyard. The silvery light of the moon is reflecting down in and giving everything kind of an eerie cast. Uh, you reach the 
the main door of the temple space or the sanctuary space. Bonnie pauses. Anybody would like to roll? What do we have for investigation? Probably an observation plus what insight insight plus observation probably yeah so insight plus observation this will be a difficulty of one haha oh come on classic again with the complication (laughs) oh brian uh okay so who do we have for successes a blisco got a success uh doc got a success dutch got a success oh man there's something in the something in the air a chew once again and everybody freezes. Yeah. Freeze like around. <laughs> and now that everybody is super quiet and that everybody is not, you know, shuffling or moving, everybody is just like still as statues. You can kind of hear something. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's coming from the other side of the door. Maybe it's hard to tell where it's coming from. It's so faint. And it's so quiet. Dutch is going to pull out like a, uh, yeah, a handkerchief and just hand it to Valentino. (laughs) Previously nods. Yeah. You guys hear that? Very quiet. Let's peek in and see what's in here. That's that's weird, Brian. That's exactly what that chant sounded like it said. Let's begin. Well, let's be weird. Oh, let's peek in. Oh, I thought you said let's begin. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys slowly open up the sanctuary door and there's a very loud <laughs> as you open it up and you all look in and see nothing. There are rows of, of seats, of pews, leading up to a main altar space and on it is a, a covered something and Monty rushes in. Ah, that's gotta be it. Come on, Sanjay. And he's rushing towards the altar. Lizelle is, wait, no, please don't stop. Uh, but uh, he is already well into the, into the sanctuary. I'm going to keep watch out the door the other way. Okay. (laughs) In case there's any signs of company while he's rushing. Yeah. Valentina's keeping an eye out. Then I'll, I'll move towards the, um, uh, outer, but but, yeah, but slowly. Okay. And and cautiously. Yep. So everybody else goes in except for Valentino, who's standing outside. Monty gets up to the altar and it is something it's hard to tell. But it is covered with a cloth, um, a, a purplish cloth. And Monty goes over it. He approaches the once he gets up to the altar, he starts to walk around it very gently, very cautiously. He's looking around to see if there's any triggers or traps. And finally, he reaches up and he grabs the cloth and he pulls it away. And it's just a bowl of fruit. <laughs> Son of a. That doesn't look like a crystal skull, Dr. Smith. <laughs> Lizelle laughs. <laughs> oh, Dr. Smith, how could you be so wrong? I could have swore that they said that the crystal skull was in the sanctuary. Maybe this isn't the sanctuary. Look around. Looks like a place of worship. 
Uh, yeah, let's look around. Yeah, let's look around. So all over the walls, you just see crazy carvings of strange letters and strange shapes are carved into the stone all over the place. A couple of places, uh, the symbols and, and letters are look like it's completely black. But upon closer inspection, that just might be very, very old, dried blood. <laughs> so how about everybody give me another observation plus insight difficulty two to see if you can find something in this room. Yay. I did it. Uh, Blisco succeeds. Valentino is not having a good time of it. Something's in his eye. Oh, uh, Carlos does really super good. Well, that's the two seconds. You said it was dip two, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So got, got my two in one. Yeah. Everybody Mm -hmm. got two. So, uh, Carlos, since, uh, you got the one, the critical success, what do you think that you find as you're poking around in this room? Well, since we hear chanting, but, um, it doesn't seem to be originating from here. I would imagine some sort of, uh, hidden door or, you know, like, and uh, where do you, th- where do you think that would be located and what would it look like under the altar? Yeah. Okay. It, it, probably not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what these guys would do it, but is that like, is that red thing all the way across? Is that carpet? Yeah, that's carpet. Yeah. So probably like, uh, as he's, as Dutch is walking, he walks across it and realizes that there's like a different noise when he steps on a particular section of carpet. Hmm. Okay. And what'd you, what'd you find? Says Bonnie. Yeah. He just like Dutch will immediately like w- wave at everybody to anybody who is standing on the carpet to get off and like flip it or just like pull oh. it to see if there's a, a trap door of some kind. Sure enough. There's a, there's a door like of a some cellar. kind. Yeah. Like a big cellar door right there in the middle of the, uh, of the, uh, area behind the altar it looked like when, before you ripped the carpet off it looked like the trap door was attached to the carpet so that you could pull the trap door shut behind you and the carpet would slide oh, in, back into place I, I don't know if this is going to lead to some place that's hidden from the rest of them so we might just be heard immediately or seen so everybody get ready okay uh, are you going to leave Valentino out in the courtyard uh, no we'll wave him over so you open up the trap door in the floor. Uh, it's very heavy. Mm. And when you pull it, pull it away, you see stairs leading down into the darkness and you can see light, uh, a bluish light as well as orange, kind of like a fireish light coming from, coming from the place below. Does uh, Monty kind of still insist on going first? Yeah, Monty goes first and Sanjay, you know, being Sanjay, follows right behind him. And you follow it down until you find like a underground cavern. And it looks like there's a, a kind of like a big lake of water down here. Uh, down at the very bottom of the stairs, you can see kind of uh, a higher platform of stone 
And you can see on that stone another altar where sits a giant blue crystal skull. And How giant are we talking? We're talking about basketball size. Okay. Uh, and in front of that is like a high priest in white robes and his arms are raised and he is chanting and behind him on this raised uh, area of stone is a man in red who is assisting the monk. So he or the, uh, the, the high priest. So this must be a priest's assistant. And then all around the base of the altar are, I don't know, cultists, people that are worshiping. If the priest says something, they all chant it back and they all seem to be under some kind of a sway. They're all swaying back and forth, but they're also enthralled and, and just really into whatever uh, this high priest is performing. Down at the bottom of the stairs, you can see masked figures, guards, and their dress is very similar to the people that accosted you, the thugs that accosted you when you first got to Cairo. They all have blue-tipped fingers. A couple of them have swords, and they appear to be standing guard over this... Uh, Different altar? No, no, not over an altar. They're just over the... They're, they're, whatever this, this priest is doing, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. ceremony, they're kind of overseeing it and guarding this. At the base of the altar, all the way down, there's another set of stairs that go down. And at the base of this, chained to a wall, is a young woman. And she appears to be somewhat drugged, but she is chained by her wrists to the base of of the altar. You can place yourselves anywhere between Monty Sanjay and Lazelle. The priest, the high priest, continues to do his his chants and the other cultists continue to follow in pursuit. No one has, seems to be paying any attention to you at the moment. As you get, as Monty reaches the base of the stairs, he holds his hand up and he leans to Valentino and he's like, there it is. The crystal skull. We need to get it at all costs. And we enter combat. You uh, all have the option of going first. I mean, I'm I'm good to, for letting Monty drive. Yeah. All right. Do we have a count of the cultists? Um, it, it may be a little hard for you to see. I apologize, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six cultists, plus an apprentice priest and a high priest, and then one, and then what is it? Six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, Guard. guards or thugs. Okay. Uh, so Monty steps down. Uh, he steps down and he pulls a gun from his pocket and he fires it up into the air, which instantly the guards uh, get startled. And he's like, all right, I don't know what's going on in here, but this is going to stop right now. That skull belongs in a museum and I'm here to take it. The uh, turn. yes, very good turn. Way to go, Monty, you dumbass. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this guard instantly turns around. And he rushes over uh, to Monty, who's standing there, and uh, attempts to restrain him, punch him in the face. Uh, but he he misses, and Monty steps 
uh, Monty is able to step aside. So in the uh, hand-to-hand combat, this man is a hand-to-hand combat. He's got brass knuckles. Um, if you if your counter roll exceeds or beats the other person, uh, the attacker, you have the ability to either t- attack back or move out of uh, his close combat, which is what he did right here. So there's a guy right there by Monty. There's a guy right there by Monty, and it looks like, uh, who's this, uh, Valentino right here and no, Sanjay right uh, here. Oh, that's Bug go. Eater. Okay. So do Monty or Bug Eater block, uh, like, There's line no line of, of sight. Sh- no, not here. Okay. So I could, like, shoot that guy. Sure, if you wanted to go next. I think I will try and shoot that guy and see what okay. happens. So what are you going to shoot him with? I'm going to shoot him with a Lee Enfield rifle. Okay, so you pull out a rifle and you yeah. attempt to shoot him. Now, uh, look at your rifle. Yes. Because if you look at your rifle, you will see yes. that uh, your rifle is a medium range weapon. Mm-hmm. And you are just on the edge of this being a close to medium range. So you can use the rifle here. It's not going to impact uh, your difficulty roll, but you do have a D two um, to roll uh, to succeed on this. Okay. So you're looking at what a thirteen. Yes. Rolling the dice. One, One success. success. You miss that. Uh, it uh, ricochets off the floor and uh, attracts the attention of uh, another guard who uh, starts to move into the area. This one is carrying a sword and he's only able to move. That's as far as he can go. I'll uh, try to take a shot at him. Okay. Also with a Lee infield rifle. All right. What was the stats again? Um, For you, you need to do a ranged attack. So for you, uh, it looks like you are sitting, sitting at a nine. Is that correct? Coordination plus fighting. Coordination plus fighting. Yes. Okay. Yep, so six damage, uh, vicious salvo, and reliable quality, which I have forgotten what reliable does. One success. You also miss. It's been a while since the uh, four of you have used your rifles. You've only been using pistols lately. And so uh, getting back into the swing of things, plus, Brian, with your bad arm, uh, this rifle is is probably not a a great thing. Uh, Do not forget that you guys can... Um, you can use aim as a minor action. You also have move actions as well that you can do here. Uh, let's see this guy in the back. Uh, he also rushes up and he pulls out a very nasty looking sword and, uh, says something to everyone else. The priest on the altar says something in a language that you can't understand, but you imagine it is something along the lines of do not interrupt the ceremony. And the rest of the uh, cultists are like, do not interrupt the ceremony. Um, This whole area is open, right? Yeah, this is all open area, except on your left side, or I guess uh, on the top side. This is all wall along along here. So Uh, this is all open area. This area down here is water. How much would I have to move to get the high priest into... Lee Enfield range. So you would have to definitely move down here to the bottom of the stairs uh, to get into into the medium range, because uh, right now that's definitely a far range. So you can still do an attack on a far range with this weapon. It would just increase your difficulty to a D3. Okay. Now that's a little high. So okay. um, 
We'll save that for next-ish turn. Uh, uh, Dutch will get out his handgun um, and actually move up. Well, are these guys within close range? These are guys within close range. Okay, so handgun, aim. Go after this guy at number one. Yep, and then go Yep, go after this one. Okay. 13. Uh, how are we doing on momentum? Oh, I forgot to put uh, the momentum in here. I think you have three momentum currently. Okay. Uh, you have three momentum. Okay. I'll save it. I'll shoot at that guy. I get a success and a complication. Ooh. Success and a complication. So, uh, yeah, you miss, you miss the, you miss the guy. Uh, but, um, uh, Sanjay, uh, gets nicked on his shoulder with your, with your bullet. Ow. And he's kind of, uh, stumbles off, uh, to the side here. Um, he does not like, uh, that you did that. Um, and he's going to pull out his own weapon and he is going to attempt to, uh, shoot this guy. He has a success with his pistol and the pistols are, what is that? Four damage with the handguns. Uh, yep. Yep. And he has two, two hits on that guy. So he shoots that guy and also clips his shoulder. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, but what is not okay is this guy back here runs up and he is also shouting, uh, you know, something about stop the intruders, stop the, they're ruining everything. Uh, this is, this is no good but he's not uh, able to, to catch up uh, to enter the fray. And that only leaves me bug eater. Well, with all these guys right here, I'm just going to pull out a pistol and uh, yeah, to the face on the guy that's right in front of us. All right. You do that. He's already been hit once. We have three momentum. I'll use a momentum on this. All right. Yeah. Hey, three successes. Very good. Three Thanks. successes. So you get, I have to stop changing that momentum until after you guys roll. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so yes, go ahead and roll your damage for for damage dice. My insight gives me bonus damage. Is that just an automatic plus one, or is that a bonus? Uh, yeah. So uh, what is your? Here. It's a bonus die. So yeah, you would want to throw your bonus die in here. So it's a five dice instead of uh, four. Hey, nice plus an effect. So that's the vicious effect, right? Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five. And this guy, uh, you shoot him right in the chest, and he goes, he goes down. So yes, uh, congratulations, uh, Blisco. You have uh, you've killed a guy, and he's lying there at the bottom of the steps. Uh, the other three are still standing there, ready to attack you. Uh, these two guards and and these three guards, including this one all the way in the back, they are more like trying to protect the altar and the cultists that are there. Uh, they don't appear to be rushing at you just yet. They want to see what is happening. The person that is tied up, uh, chained up at the bottom of the uh, altar, you can hear her. You can hear her starting to uh, come around with all the noise. Uh, she is starting to stir. Uh, we will end that round of combat because these other guys are just very intent on completing their ritual or completing their ceremony. So we will uh, go back to the top of the round. Uh, you hear a rumble. You hear this. Uh, Hear a rumble, feel a rumble as the earth kind of shifts a little bit. Everybody uh, kind of um, uh, falters for a moment, including Lizelle, who takes a step back. Uh, she is also going to, I forgot to give her a turn, but we'll add her turn here now. 
Uh, she also fires a gun and she misses, uh, but that's okay. Uh, the, the rumbling of the ground threw off her, her aim just a little bit, but now she is standing right behind doc and we will start at the top of the round. Who would like to go first? Can I say something, but not you take can. my turn? Sure. You can say anything anytime. That doesn't okay. count to your turn. Hey, boys, see if you can clear me a shot to that altar. Basically, so I can come like down here and not get stabbed and start okay. firing with All right. <laughs> I'll uh, take aim at the next guy up then. All right. So you're going to go. And I'm going to use the aim action. All right. <laughs> because, yeah. Uh, which one are you going to aim at? Are you going to aim at this guy right uh, here who just happens have... to be number two? Either of them been hit yet? No, 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 no. Uh, one of them's brandishing a sword. The other one's brandishing. Yeah, the one that is. It uh, looks like both of these guys have swords. The one that was closest to you earlier only had brass knuckles. Okay, I'll shoot the guy on the right then, I guess. Or uh, I'm going to use a momentum again because I want to. Okay. Uh, and blam. Eh, two successes. Two successes. Very good. Which is enough. Roll your damage. Uh would I want to try and reroll the 15 to get a uh, so momentum back? There's always the possibility of getting a complication, too, so it's yeah. up to you. And it's do, a, you have, do you have any focus in handguns or anything in fighting? Uh, no, I okay. have a rank in fighting. I'm only good at this because I'm very coordinated. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's so it's up to you if you want to roll that. I mean, you did take an aim, but as uh, Rodrigo said, you could roll a complication and, uh, good lord, hit poor Sanjay again. <laughs> I mean, it's only a Flesh one man. in twenty chance. It's only a one in twenty chance versus a uh, what twelve in twenty chance to get the uh, the other True. success. Yeah, go for it if you. So that's like twelve to one. Yeah. Never or tell me the odds, kid. You hear Monty say, "Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha." Aha, so you got that momentum back. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Man, you take this guy out. You shoot him as well. And you there is now starting to be a path there, uh uh Carlos, if if you wanted to take it. But first this guy is going to he's like just saw two of his com uh comrades fall to uh this man, this white devil with the uh with the gun. So he's going to rush up and he's going to swing at you with his sword. And he misses both. It's just a, it's a big old whiff. Oh, but he's standing right there in front of you. Um, do I even need to make an opposed roll at that point? Uh, so again, so here's the thing that, that I went in and did a deep dive on. So in Octoon Cthulhu, technically someone attacking you with a sword is a melee attack. As is someone punching you with brass knuckles would be a melee attack. However, uh, the brass knuckles have to be, tagged as hand-to-hand -hand combat so that would be like the same as a grappler and attack so there is no opposed test on that yeah. but if someone is attacking you with a sword that's a melee attack not a hand-to-hand -hand attack and so it doesn't have an opposed attack to it so opposed attack only for fisticuffs yep okay if that makes sense or if they're trying to grab you or something like that wrestle you throw you in the back of a truck it, it just gets confusing because like hand-to-hand -hand combat definition yes. could very well be like while using weapons as well yes but yeah, yeah. fisticuffs that's when you get to to roll up against someone attacking you so there's a guy in blisco's face yes there is i'm gonna shoot him all right you can uh, point your gun at him are you going to switch out your weapon no are you, okay so uh you're still using your rifle correct yes okay so now that you are within this close range 
mm-hmm. um, that's also a penalty to your weapon. So you do have to do a D3 here. Oh, well, then I'll definitely yeah, it's, pull it's my really, pistol. Okay, so you're going to use your only minor action, so you can't use aim. Right. Uh, to swap out your weapon, so now you have right. your pistol. Right. So now you're at a D2. I will utilize a, a monument, if it's all right. Okay. Yep. And I, Go for I will shoot this man okay. for trying to kill our Nebraskan. Yay. And I will get a success. A Boom. success. Oh, and you don't have any, you don't have any fighting. Right. Um, yeah, no, sorry. That, that, uh, that misses, that misses you. You use a shot. Uh, I'm sad. This, yeah, I, I am too. Uh, this man rushes up and attempts to attack Monty. Uh, takes a big swing and Monty falls uh, into the water as he's trying to dodge, but it's fairly shallow water. Uh, but he is quickly trying to get up and make his way up the the steps. Uh, you hear Lizelle shout to him, you fool, rescue the person. And she takes a shot at the man by Blisco. And she misses. Yeah. She's, she's not a very good shot. That's okay. Neither are we. Yep. What's this we? Uh, I guess uh, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> withdrawn. <laughs> like, Monty's like, Sanjay, get down here and get the crystal. Can I sling my rifle, pull out my pistol, and take yes. a shot? At this guy? Yes. Yeah, at the one. Uh, or whoever that you want to? Yeah. Go for it. All right. Can I try that? Uh, just one success. Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we need more momentum. Yeah, maybe it's because you guys are on stairs and and you need to be maybe down lower. I don't know. Maybe it's the yeah. I can't. I can't believe it. we have the high ground. And uh, I know, right? <laughs> this uh, this this guard right here, seeing Monty starting to step up out of the out of the water onto these stone steps, uh, rushes up and takes a swing, and uh, does. Uh, uh, what does he got? Does he have a Hard to and, and kills him. No, he doesn't kill him. Uh, sword though is forty. One damage to poor old Monty. Ow, that hurt! And he, oh, it's he's already done his turn. I guess it's just Carlos, Carlos yep. and Sanjay. We'll uh, we'll, we'll clear a path this turn. Sh- shoot at the altar next turn. So okay, I'll aim at the guy right in front of Blisco. Okay. Uh, with my, I guess I had my pistol. You used pistol. your pistol. Yep, I used my pistol last turn. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will take a momentum. Okay. Uh, two, hey, successes. two successes. Very good. What's your fighting, uh, your handguns, uh, Rodrigo? Uh, my handguns is two. So, oh, okay. All right. So I not think a rolled below it now. All right. Four, four. You shoot him really good in the leg. Uh, he goes down, but he is still he's still fighting. Oh. Yeah, one, I should have probably re-rolled that seventeen. Now that I think, of you, it. I'll let you re-roll it now if you want to. Okay, let's see if we can get that momentum back. Okay. Nope. Nope. Uh, All right. All right. He has gone. He has gone. This guard steps up to kind of block the way. Uh, this guard is starting to push his way uh, through the crowd, and he's starting to come around the other side. We are at the. Is there anybody who has not gone? Oh, Sanjay has not gone. Um, he is going to try to take a shot at the guy directly across from him that uh, Dutch just shot. And he succeeds. 
And so let's see what kind of damage that he is able to. Holy crap. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, this guy is obliterated. Uh, as the as the man is falling down, clutching his leg, uh, you just hear an, uh, a shot and his head, you know, uh, shoots back and his body slams against the wall and slumps down uh, dead on the floor. And Sanjay just kind of points at uh, at Bug Eater says, you owe me one. Uh, we are at the bottom of the round. And again, there is a giant rumbling uh, of of the um, of the area as the ritual chanting grows louder and louder and louder. And then suddenly through the water burst some giant tentacles. What the what? They, they obviously must belong to some kind of giant beast who's down lower in the water. And, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some tentacles splashing around the water. You hear Sanjay yell, Dr. Smith, I don't think the crystal's controlling the weather. (laughs) Uh, just so you know, uh, these tentacles are, I mean, you can try and shoot them, uh, but they are, uh, belong to a creature that would be gigantic and unfortunate. Yeah, and so none of your weapons uh, will really do anything to it. So there's three things that you can do at this point. Uh, you can get damage weapons. Yes, you yeah. can run away. You can interrupt the ritual by killing all the priests and the cultists and and getting the skull. Um, and you can also attempt to disrupt by rescuing the person that appears to be the sacrifice to the creature. Yeah. Well, uh, let's. If let's this guy's alive. Screams. Lizelle screams. Ah, yes. The woman is slowly around, uh, starting to uh, become more uh, aroused and wake up. Uh, she sees the tentacles break through the water and she just lets out a giant scream and tries to back up against the wall as closely as she can. Lizelle is also screaming from seeing this giant uh, tentacles reaching out from the water. Okay. Uh, Bliss goes stammering. So, okay. Is this uh, guy uh, still alive? Yes, he is. He's not okay. been hit yet. Uh, yeah, I should have probably uh, also had you guys all do a, a reaction, a mental attack reaction, but we will let that pass right now. Is uh, how is this place lit? Because I'm I'm guessing torches on the walls, okay. and also so... it appears that it appears that there is um, um, some kind of bioluminescence in the water that mm-hmm. is glowing a, a weird, eerie green, and there is a shaft of moonlight coming in from the top of the cavern. Which now that you look up, it's the well from the courtyard is shining right down into this area. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So here's, uh, what I would like to do and, uh, accomplish. Okay. Um, I would like to grab one of the torches. Like this is how right. I envision it work. Grab one of the torches, throw okay. it in the general direction of the cultists. Um, presumably okay. they might have some supplies down here. Basically what I want to do is, uh, create more light over where the cultists are to create the truth, like more light or bonfire or something so that it can okay. drop the difficulty of hitting these guys. Hopefully okay. one or a bit. Okay. All right. Uh, so yes. Uh, so to create a truth, you have a talent that creates a truth, correct? Uh, I do not. I have some. I have some truths, um, and some of my tr- and some of my talents have truths about me. 
Okay. But to create a true, I, I think I just have to go the uh, the way. Basically, I'm you not have to spend spending a fortune, a, right? You have to spend a fortune to create a truth. I think you can spend a fortune to not. Yeah, so it's just once per round, one more with a fortune, once per scene, uh, is what I'm seeing here. I thought with a fortune you could do it and still act. You can still uh, act, yes, uh-huh. but you do have to spend one of your two fortunes. Yeah. Uh well, it's. Probably... I mean, I would allow you to do. I would allow you to do that if you want to. If you want to. I mean, yeah. Sports. You know what? If I if I can do it and still act, I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. do that and hopefully okay. make things easier for everybody in the process. Yeah. So, um, you are not gonna be able to throw that far. Uh, okay. so you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to at least move sure. down to here. I think. Uh, to to do that, you're gonna have to rush past that guy at the bottom of the steps. You're gonna have to get close to Monty, where he's still climbing out of the water and and wrestling with the guy in front of him. At which point, you could throw, you could probably grab a torch off the wall and do your best to heft it over to the um, over to where the cultists are all standing. Okay, and then I try to do that. So you throw the you throw the uh, the torch. Uh, okay. It flies all the way across uh, the cavern uh, and it lands right on top of the altar and then rolls off the other side, uh, landing into, I don't know, some slick puddle of something. Uh, you don't know what it is, if it's an oil or if it's some kind of a secretion or something is on the floor all along the base of this altar, but it's flammable and it ignites and catches fire and it does kind of disrupt uh, what the cultists are doing. Uh, they all start to kind of look around like, oh my gosh, what is happening? We cannot allow this, uh, the ceremony to, to fail. Um, and uh, so all, all ranged attacks are now D ones. Cause Rodrigo has created a truth of uh, let there be light. Hmm. Does that make sense? Did I do that right? Rodrigo? I think so. Yeah. Now, do mark that you have used up um, one of your fortunes. This was I a did. really cool. This was a really cool um, stunt that you pulled. Uh, yeah. Even even one of the guy the the guy that was wrestling with Monty kind of just sees slowly watches the torch tumble in over end and land on the altar, and then he kind of smiles like ha ha ha, you did not succeed, and then it rolls off and catches fire, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you know, high priest always anointing stuff with oil. So, yeah. All right. You now you can take your your shooting action or your ranged attack action or whatever that you want to do at this point. Yeah. So uh, after that guy watches the uh, the drama of the torch and turns back to me, I'm already pointing a gun at him and I'll shoot him. Okay. Very good. Uh, Success is very good. You get a momentum back and roll some damage. Uh, <laughs> or. Wow, you uh, you and? certainly blew that guy out of the water. Yeah, or maybe into he, the water. he goes down. Yeah, he rolls down into the uh, into the water where one of those tentacles reaches out and pulls him under. Oh. But he was already dead, so I don't know if a dead sacrifice is is any good. Okay. Uh, after that, I uh, Dutch will say. Like he'll look back at everybody else and be like, "Well, let's go." Working on it. Uh, Monty climbs up out of the water. Thanks, thanks, kid. And he steps up uh, closer here. He pulls out his uh, pistol, or he's got his pistol in his hand, even though it may be a little wet. 
He's going to aim at the high priest and miss. The alkalite uh, standing next to him kind of ducks down and he looks back like this is the first time he's seen anybody trying to uh, interrupt the um, interrupt the ceremony. Like he's finally come around to, oh my gosh, there are other people here. Um, he pulls out a knife from his pocket and he jumps down off the altar and attempts to attack Monty. And he does not. He actually rolls a complication as he's jumping off. He steps into this pile of, uh, this, this puddle of viscous, whatever it is. And now he's kind of uh, sliding around a little bit as the flames start to encircle, uh, encircle the altar. Monty shouts up, Hey kid, quit standing around. And Sanjay is like, uh, okay, Dr. Smith. And he reaches into his, uh, pockets and he pulls out something. It's hard for you to see, but it looks like he's got two baseballs in his hands. And then you hear these ting tings and he just lobs two grenades, uh, out into the, into the water where the, where the creature is. And you just hear a baboosh as the whole cavern is rocked from these grenades. And one of the, one of the tentacles uh, moves back towards where you are at as another one moves closer to the person uh, chained to, to the wall. Good shot kid. And then this guy with a gun, uh, with a uh, sword is going to rush up and attempt to attack Dutch. He succeeds, but he misses on his damage. You take zero damage. Yeah. So he hits, it's a very blunt sword and he did not take it to the, to the, uh, the knife sharpener at the, uh, at the market <laughs> this week. Yeah. Definitely forgot to throw on my flag jacket before the fight. Yep. I think everybody did. Dang it. <laughs> That's okay. You didn't want to be fatigued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is one of the things that and it's important. It's important that you said you did not put on your flag jacket, Rodrigo, because had you all been wearing your flak jackets, you would have all taken uh, one fatigue for the mile and a half walk of wearing the flak jacket. Yeah, I, I figured. The, yeah. But you'd think it's like, okay, we're about to go some, somewhere dangerous, you know, flak jackets on, but no, we forgot about it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We, tra- we travel light here. Fl- you are all encumbered yep. by flak jackets. We are not the brightest bulbs at the bottom no, of the No, you guys barrel. are doing fine. You guys are doing fine. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Is it going to be continuing to stand up there or are you going to no. down there? See this guy right okay. here? Yes. I want to run down and I want to shove as hard as I can and push him okay. into a tentacle. All right. So Full this rush. would be a, well, you're going to try to push him into the water, but this would be a hand to hand. So he can, he can, um, resist you. Well, he'll have to try. Okay. So you're going to rush down and you're going to try to push him. Yep. So you need to roll, uh, this will be this again. So the D one was only for ranged attacks for the light. This mm-hmm. one, you will still need to do a, a D2 to try to push him into the water. Okay. And what am I pushing? Just uh, you're doing hand to hand. This is agility plus fighting. Agility plus fighting. Okay. So you've got an 11 on that. <laughs> All right. So you're going to rush down to the bottom of the steps. And you're going to try to push this guy uh, into the water. I got, I and, got a oh. success. Yeah, you got a success, but you also got two complications. I don't know why you said you were going to spend a momentum on that. I don't know why. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay. 
So you have two complications and no successes. Um, as you try to push this guy, you're the one that actually falls into the water. <sighs> it's it's like you you had the high you had the high ground, Anakin, and uh, and you tried to rush down onto him, uh, but uh, as you tried to push, he just caught you right up under the waist and flipped you into the water, and Is so you go splash. Now I'm mad. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, this guy um, flipped you into the water. That is his turn. Lizelle is like, ah, oh, I cannot believe this is happening. And she uh, rushes down to the bottom of the steps, points a gun at the guy who just flipped Doc into the water. She's going to put the gun right up next to him. And she hits him with two successes, uh, even though she only needed one. So you guys will get a momentum back. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. Uh, five. Yes. Uh, this guy uh, is dead. He takes an injury with uh, five, five damage and he goes, he goes down. So that is Lizelle's turn. Uh, this guy that's been rounding the corner, he uh, moves in closer and that's it. Uh, that's the end of this round. The person on the uh, ledge at the bottom of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. That's it for the bad guys going this round. Oh, okay. There's still Blisco and and <laughs> uh, Valentino that need to go. Uh, I'm going to... So the lead cultist is still up there. Yes, he's away, doing right? his chanting. His hands are getting higher and his chanting is getting louder. The cultists that are not dancing around the fire on the floor are also chanting and still enthralled by what's going on. The um the beam of light that's coming from the moon uh, that's going through the well opening, the light is getting closer and closer as the chanting gets louder and louder, is getting closer and closer to where the crystal skull is on the um on the altar. Uh, I am gonna use my minor action to swap my weapons around. Okay. And then uh take a shot at the chanter. Okay. Uh so you're gonna be using a rifle here? Yep. Okay. Because uh, it should be a medium range from where I'm at, right? You are. Uh, you need to move down a little bit in order to get into that medium range. Okay. Or you could uh, do it from here. It'd be a D2. Um, or you can move down kind of like uh, next to Sanjay or next to Lazelle. And then you would be into the D1 range. Would I be able to You're, swap weapons and move yeah, around? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then yeah. I'll pop I'll down allow here. It. Only because I thought you guys would be like kicking ass. <laughs> you thought we'd be dead by now. It's and I, I'm, I'm going to say it's kind of hard to kick ass in this system. Honestly, it can be at times. Yeah. It's really weird at times where I'm thinking, "Oh, I've given you guys too much of a challenge. You guys just blow right through it." And yeah, then there's times where I'm like, "Oh, I think I need to add a few more guards in here and a few more cultists because I think you're going to mop the floor with these guys." And then it's like, "No, you, you missed the first whole round of the combat." Yeah, we're at D1, right? Yep, D1 right now. All right, I'm going to go ahead and use a momentum. And okay. take the shot. Okay. Hey, nice. got the momentum back. Two successes. Yep. All right. You may roll damage on your rifle. Uh, it is six dice plus whatever bonuses you might have uh, to. You don't have a insight. You don't have a. Yeah. He's got a one okay. to insight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. Okay. So uh, seven dice then. But blam. One, two. Uh, let's see. What is the effect on this? Vicious? Yeah. Vicious. One, two, so three, seven. four, five, six, seven. Holy cow. You drop this guy. Uh, his chanting instantly stops and the cultists voices all kind of drift off at the same time. 
and then just total chaos erupts. They all pull out knives and all start rushing uh, towards you. Uh, I stopped the sacrifice, guys. You you <laughs> did stop the sacrifice. Uh, too bad that the creature has already appeared and it's it demands its sacrifice. Uh, the person is the woman is uh, chained up is still screaming. Lazelle is like somebody save that woman. Uh, uh, let's see, Valentino. I think someone it needs to a- save the doc first. <laughs> can I run up there no. and try to give my hand? Sure, you can. I mean, <laughs> probably he could probably crawl out on his you own. Think so? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then yeah, in that case, I'll start making my way towards the woman. Okay. So you're gonna rush down all far, the way. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Uh, depends on what you want to do. Uh, so she is chained. So you're going to have to use some kind of lock picking or some kind of uh, something to get get her unchained from the wall. Uh, that may be that you have to shoot the chains with your gun. Larger um, than Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. You're know. gonna have to use two full. You're gonna have to use your full action to get all the way to where she's at. Okay. If I can do that, then I'll do that. Okay. So you rush down, you push past everybody. uh, You jump onto the stairs as you see uh, Doc starting to splash his way to the steps to get out. Uh, You splash over those top steps and you make it to the woman. And she's just totally terrified uh, at these tentacles that are waving uh, madly about the chamber now. Uh, She screams and she looks at you like she doesn't know who you are. She is totally, uh, she is totally... Uh, I don't want to say insane, but she is, she's crazed at this point. Why don't you roll a persuasion plus? Oh, what, what would you roll with persuasion to try to get her to calm down? (laughs) Medicine. Uh, No, that's, that's Uh, a skill. uh, Reason probably would reason. Yeah. Yeah, Probably reason. If this yeah. if this was written in the uh, 1940s, uh, it would probably be brawn. Yeah, it probably would be right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be brawn plus reason. Snap so, out of yeah. it! I got a three in persuasion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, reason plus persuasion. Uh, yeah. One success. One success. Very good. What do you say to her to calm her down? Don't worry. We'll get you out of this. Uh, there's, she doesn't understand what you're saying because there's a language barrier, uh, but you, she can tell by your tone that you are not here to harm her. I give her my best reassuring smile. <laughs> I mean, you're a good looking guy. So yeah, she, she sees that and she's like, she's, she's like nodding and she's like holding out her chains, chained hands to you, uh, to help her. And I think that's everybody, right? I think so. Yeah. All right, top of the round. Monty uh, is going to uh, punch this guy that's in front of him. And Monty, do you really want to punch him? Yeah, I want to punch him. Uh, he succeeds. Very good. Uh, yeah, only only one success. He's uh, the acolyte. He's able to punch him once uh, in the face. With that, the acolyte is not able to yeah, it does, misses misses that completely. Uh, so he kind of grabs his nose for a moment, which allows Monty to jump up on the edge of of the altar. I'm I'm between the two NPCs. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm a take aim and shoot the guy harassing Carlos. Harassing okay, Dutch. 
All right. So D1. I am not going to use any momentum on this one. One success. Very good. Uh, we'll reroll that 16. Ah, very good. <laughs> so you get a momentum back and Demolish. you're rolling, uh, whatever seven you're damage. using <laughs> seven damage on this guy. All um, right. right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's done. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it, the interesting thing is, and I just, this is an out of, and I'm not saying this is the way you should always expect to approach thugs, but it's interesting because when you guys first met the, um, the Germans in the woods, mm-hmm. they only had a base health of five. These guys have a base base health of six, but you, you hit them with, you know, when you cause that injury, an injury is enough to take them out. So, um, yeah, but that guy goes down. Sure. I, I just find that very interesting that as the books, because this, these characters are from a different book, uh, that their health, Attributes change slightly as the additions get older. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that guy. Uh, okay. Here's this other guy with a sword. He is going to rush up to Dutch and he is going to take a swing at Dutch and he needs a. Oh, he misses. With his sword. Yeah. Uh, Dutch is going to try and shoot this guy. He will. Okay. Uh, after the guy whiffs the swing, Dutch will like take the whole like half a second that it takes the other guy to recover to uh, center himself and aim and shoot him. Uh, I don't know, maybe in the head. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, probably the way he's coming at you, his sword is raised above his head as he's rushing to you and he uh, swings and misses. And as it comes down, you put the gun right up to his head and you pull that trigger. Oh, we'll see. Um, how are we doing on momentum? Three. You got three momentum. Uh, I'll take one. All right. Uh, wow, four successes. Four successes. <laughs> uh, wait, five successes? Because three. uh, no, should it just be four? But, oh no, 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 no! You're right. Yep, because yeah. I rolled a two. And that's yep. below my, or at or below my handgun. So yep, yep, five so, successes. Yeah, you add two momentum back into your. Into your piece, so you've got four momentum. Roll your damage plus your bonus die. Three, four, five, yeah, he's, six. He's done. Yeah, he's that that sword swoops down. You put the gun right to his temple. You pull the trigger, and he goes flying back as this as this cultist rushes up uh, to you, and he pulls out a knife and uh, swings at you. Ooh, he uh, succeeds. You take two damage. He sticks you right in the shoulder. Uh, can I lower that down to one with my armor? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, anytime that I take damage, just, you know, let me know that you have the armor. So, yes. Yep. So, yeah, take one damage. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So that is, that's the bad guy's turn. That is Carlos's turn. Who would like to go next? Can I get out uh, of the water now? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna have to use my move action to get out of the water, yeah. Yep, yep. And can you can only move still... up. You can only move up up the steps. You can't climb back. You can't climb up to here. Okay. Uh, you can only you can only move up the steps. Okay, I'm move myself up the steps. Am I yeah, now? So you can you can move anywhere like into this range. Okay. And is this? That's a bad right guy. Here? That's the that's the um 
apprentice cultist, uh-huh. the apprentice uh, priest that yep. Monty punched in the face. So he is in short range. He's not in yep. my long mm-hmm. range. But no, I you, could, if you wanted, if you wanted to shoot him with a pistol, you can. Uh, I would like to. Now, am I able okay. to aim if I move? Sure. I would like to aim. Woo-hoo. I've never aimed before. Yeah, you have. No, never in my life. I don't even know how to aim. All right, so I'm going to aim, and I'm going to hit something for perhaps the first time since our first battle in the Ardennes. Are you guys? I ready? mean, don't don't start chanting yet. Let's see it. Oh, one success. One success. All right. So you may roll damage. So you have uh, five dice that you can roll on this. Okay. Uh, four damage. Dang it. He is, he is still standing. Foo. That's okay. Uh, you shot the guy. Can I shoot him again? No. Your turn is over. Um, but this guy staggering to his feet lunges at you with his uh, knife drawn. Mm-hmm. And he misses. You hurt him so badly that he's he misses you with his knife. But uh, doesn't stop this guy from rushing up and trying to stop Valentino from uh, letting the the sacrificial uh, sacrifice sacrificial sacrifice uh, get away. So he's, yes, he's also going to uh, attack you, Valentino, with a knife. He misses. Then Sanjay uh, steps down. He pulls another. A grenade from his pocket and pulls the pin and he hurls it also into the water. Dr. Smith, hurry up with that thing. Quit fooling around. Let's get out of here. This kid had a lot of explosives on him. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a remember. little, I'm a little upset of how many times we like hoisted him over things. Yeah. <laughs> so you may remember, um, and you would know this more Dutch than anyone else. When you guys were getting all of your equipment from rusty, Rusty opened a box to show Sanjay something that was in the back of the Jeep that you've been sitting next to this entire time. It's a box loaded with grenades. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Sanjay has a lot of grenades and he's very uh, particular about who has, who uh, is is messing with his grenades. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lizelle attempts to shoot the cultist that uh, is trying to attack Dutch. Dutch, be careful. Uh, she fires and it goes wide. I'm sorry. Um, and that's her turn. Okay. Do us again. Uh, yes, it is your turn again. Okay. Yep. I need uh, to, yeah, so go ahead. Is this a uh, woman? Is her arms changed separately or? Uh, originally, I wanted uh, them both to be separate, but uh, I think they are chained together. And so she's like handcuffed <laughs> okay. to a main chain above you know that is then chained up to the wall behind and i gotta tell you as you get to where she's at there's a lot of blood old blood on the wall behind you behind her (laughs) this is something that's been going on for a very very long time you've seen dagon right (laughs) i mean i haven't thank goodness but uh, (laughs) all right well anyways i'm gonna kind of try to shield her with my body as I basically point my gun at the chain and pull the trigger and see if I can't okay. snap it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's try it and see that, that we'll go ahead and do a coordination and fighting on this. I'm going to go ahead and spend a fortune. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This we'll just do a D one on this and see, see how you, how you, how you do. I mean, it's a pretty stationary object. She's kind of freaking out. They're like, wow, hey. one success. Very good. So you break the chain. 
The woman is free. She grabs you around the neck and is holding on for dear life. Oh, what's the arm? Okay, let's get, can you walk? Let's let's get let's get headed out of here. All right, so I will allow you to move to a location in uh, this area if you like, somewhere around here, as part of your getting her out of your action. Okay. Yep. I will assist her out. Okay. You have rescued. You have rescued the woman. Uh, this cultist that is standing next to the altar and standing next to Monty is going to take a swing at him with his knife that he pulls from his pocket and he misses. So that is his turn. Uh, and I'm going to just move one more. Uh, this one's going to rush down because he sees the sacrifice being carted away and he looks like he's in pursuit of you, uh, Valentino. I'm going to take aim and shoot that one. The one that's rushing towards them. Yep. Valentino okay. just saved the, uh, okay. victim and what, they're trying uh, to stop that. What gun are you using? Uh, am I able to still rifle? use the rifle at this range? You can use the rifle at this range. Yes. This is the perfect range for the rifle. Okay. It's then yeah, range. I'm a take aim and it's wabbit season. Shoot again. Hey, you only need one success and you get it. Got it. So roll, roll seven dice. A blam. A blam. <laughs> indeed. This guy goes flying back dead as well. And Lizelle just looks at you like, wow, you are some kind of crack shot. That's yeah. the expression she gives you. She doesn't actually say it because she has no words at this moment. Right. These two are going, this, uh, this cultist over here rushes up behind you, Valentino, and I'm going to let you do the opposed test on this. He's going to attempt to grab the woman. He has, uh, he, uh, uh, he failed, but you can roll the opposed test, Valentino agility plus fighting to see if, um, if you're able to move out of the way or, or attack back on this guy. Take a momentum. Mm. Yeah, I'll take that momentum, like he said. And okay. Sorry, what uh, stats am I rolling? Uh, agility plus fighting. Okay. So, nine. Yikes. Okay. Actually, <laughs> all you have to do is beat him on his two fails. So, really, you only need one success. Hey, oh, how nice. about three of them? Three successes. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, you have the ability here to either uh, strike him back or move out of move out of his uh, his grasp or reach but moving out of his grasp move her out as well yes or no? uh-huh okay. yes then, and you yeah, can move just... up you can move up to where lizelle is at yeah let's just do that let's just work on getting out of here okay uh so you get her to the stairs and uh lizelle uh, grabs the woman and says please come with me and the two of them rush up the stairs and out of this out of this scene <laughs> the uh, a tentacle uh approaches the base of the steps it reaches out uh wildly uh doc i need you to do a agility plus fighting hmm oh you're going to have to beat this uh-oh what's my difficulty uh it's just you have to beat this this roll I have to beat a roll. So roll yeah, a d20. So or no, a, do the thing. Yeah, 2d20. You always roll a 2d20. 2d20. Then I got to beat yeah, my But thing. you can add a momentum on this if you want to, you know, 
Am I about to be, I mean, destroyed and sucked into an alternate dimension by a tentacle monstrosity? I mean, it seems like a possibility. So, yeah, I'm going to burn a momentum. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're going to be sucked into another dimension. You're probably definitely going to be devoured. Okay. I got a success. All right. What was your your success? Yep. Okay. So, um, you miss. I mean, the uh, tentacle misses. Uh, so I would suggest that you either move out of the way cause you're not going to be able to punch the tentacle. Hmm. I will move out of the way of the okay. tentacle. Yep. Where are you going to move oh. to? No. Okay. Uh, the tentacle then as you duck, it reaches over and grabs this cultist and pulls him screaming into the water. He's like, no, no, this is not what I was promised. <laughs> as he's pulled under the water. <laughs> I didn't think the leopards would eat his face. well you know the sacrifice to ulitech can only be done by the all right uh this cultist right here is trying to is trying to move but if you remember there's this puddle of of whatever fluid around the base that is caught on fire it is caught up to him and he's standing in it he is now on fire and he is (laughs) going to take a lot of people catching on fire in this game yeah he's going to take he's going to take a damage before they created the fire vaccine in the 60s, that used to happen. Yeah, that happened all the yeah. time. People would just <laughs> catch fire. He's he's, he's uh, on fire, but he doesn't know that he needs to get out of the puddle, so he's still running right up against the altar. Uh, and I think that is... I think that's the end of the round. Monty grabs the crystal skull, sticks it under his jacket, uh, and then fires upon the cultist that's standing right in front of him. And succeeds. Oh, yeah. He uh, shoots this guy as well and takes him out. He turns around and gives a thumbs up to Sanjay. Let's get out of here, kid. And now it is, uh, I guess, this cultist that's trying to uh, in in front of. uh, In front of Dutch is going to take a stab at him with his knife again. And he misses both times. And that is his turn. The ground is now really starting to shake as if uh, the proper sacrifice and the proper incantation was not said. And now whatever this creature is in the water is really starting to thrash around quite a bit. In fact, some rocks and stuff are starting to fall from the ceiling and starting to crash all around you. I think it's time to run. So who's going to uh, go? Uh, Monty's already done his turn. The cultist already did his turn. Should should be Doc probably. Yeah. Is it a new okay. round? Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a the acolyte is right beside you. Can I shoot him and then run? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to shoot him. Okay. And then run. In okay. fact, I'm going to take a moment to aim. I'm going to say, I'm aiming at you, cultist. Well, if you want to run, you can't aim. Ah. Then I'll just shoot him and run. Right. One success does talk. Very good. That's all you needed because uh, as, as uh, the truth is that uh, let there be light, there's oh, a lot of flames. Right. In fact, uh, this guy right here is spreading the flames even more so much that uh, he has become engulfed in the flames and goes down. He's oh, now wow. lying in a burning puddle. Uh, so you may roll your damage on this, okay. Matthew. Wow. Uh, uh, is that eight? Wow. That yeah, is. <laughs> oh wow! So yes, he is. He is dead. He only needed 
a little bit, but he is dead, and now you may you may move. I run. Oh, How far can I run? <laughs> you can run up to the steps. Skapow! A giant boulder comes crashing down onto uh, one of the tentacles, and it slinks back up under the water. Sanjay is like, Dr. Smith, come on, come on! And he pulls out one more grenade out of his pocket and flings it into the water with another giant skaboosh, which also causes the chamber to shake even more and more rocks are starting to fall uh, throughout the chamber. No time for Lovecraft, Dr. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take aim at the cultist on uh, Dutch. Okay. And try and take that guy out before he becomes causes more problem. One success. Very good. Big dumb damage. Nice. You take that guy out. Very good. Monty goes jumping off the altar and is sprinting up, uh, sprinting past you guys as he passes Dutch. Uh, he's like, what are you waiting for, kid? Let's go. <laughs> and he heads up. He heads up the steps, as does Sanjay heading up the steps. Uh, there's only one guy left. Uh, but as he starts to move towards you, suddenly the light that is coming through the well goes dim and he looks up just in time to see the well caving in onto him and he is buried under the rubble from the courtyard. You all need to get out of here very quickly. Running. So you run up the stairs. You all uh, get back into the uh, main uh, area. You're inside the uh, the sanctuary, the main uh, chapel area. You're coming up underneath. The whole ground now is just shaking as uh, plaster and mud, or you know whatever is on the keeping the walls together, starts to crumble in in places. The ground is shaking beneath your feet as you exit out of the sanctuary. You can tell that this whole courtyard area has sunken in and and collapsed into the cavern below. How are you guys going to get out of here? How's the structural integrity of the way we came in? It looks like it's fine right now. Okay. Um, Let's book it. Yeah. So you run back into the, into the garden. There's still a high wall. Uh, Lizelle and the uh, captive woman, the the sacrifice woman are, are standing there. They're trying to get up, but they, they can't, they're too short to get any height on the wall. Monty rushes up. He's like, you're still standing here. Come on. And he picks up Sanjay and just flings him up to the top of the wall. Sanjay lands. He reaches down. And he grabs the, uh, the sacrifice woman, pulls her up. M- Monty uh, shoves Lizelle up uh, as, as Sanjay and the woman help her up and they jump over the other side. Monty looks at you at, uh, at Doc and says, come on, you. And he puts his hand down for you to do a step into his hand. And he's going to flip you up over the wall or up to the wall. Uh, give me an agility plus athletics D one on this, Matthew. Okay. Oof. Uh, looks like you're going to have to roll better than an eight. I think I have a nine. I have one in do athletics. You, do you have one in athletics? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. D- during the retraining, I moved one. Okay. Take a momentum if you want. Yeah. Uh, do you think I need to take a momentum and not die? I'm kind of thinking maybe. Do we have a momentum? We do. Yeah, we yeah. got three. All right. Yeah, then I will take a momentum. Do, 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 do. Math is really hard. One day I'll know the difference between the less than and the greater than simple. 
One hey, success, but it's a one. You only needed one success, so you get your momentum back. You, uh, he, you hit the hit his hands. He flips you up. Uh, he then says, "Come on, Valentino," and Got you it. need to also do the same thing. Okay. Well, then I'll also do a success or spend a momentum. I mean, okay. And there goes nothing. Hey, very good. All right, uh, Carlos Dutch, you're next. I'll I'll also take a momentum. Okay. A success nice. and a complication. A success and a complication. Um, you get a good foothold in as he flips you up, but this is like the fourth time that he's had to lift people up over the wall or help vault people up over the wall. And he's a little bit older than all of you by at least a decade. And this one, he doesn't have the energy. So as you're going up, your face kind of plants into the, the wall like you hit your chin Mm. Uh, really hard on the top edge of the wall as you scramble up. But uh, fortunately, the last person who was up on the wall is kind of helping you up. So you don't take any damage, but your bell's kind of rung just a little bit. Um, okay. You're going to have to take an, any other agility tests, which there probably won't be, but any other agility tests <laughs> between now and the time you take a rest will now be a D2 for you, or we'll have one more level of difficulty for you because you're kind of little shook up there. All right, Blisco, your turn. I'm going to spend that momentum. All right. So this will be your last momentum, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. You were saying successes <laughs> and you get two packs. So very good. Uh, so, yeah, without a problem, you just you don't even wait for for Monty to get his hand down. He's kind of still bending over and you're just rushing as fast as you can. You just take a leap on his shoulder with one foot and you vault over to the top of the wall with ease on that. And Monty just kind of looks up at you like, what the heck? And then he's like, give me a hand. Yeah, throw my hand back as soon as I'm on the wall. <laughs> okay, so everybody gets up over the wall. And it doesn't matter which direction you guys run because every the ground around you is starting to collapse and fall. You just need to make as run as fast as you can away from this building site for as long as you can. And you run for a good 30 seconds. And the... If you look back, the the whole building just kind of collapses and falls into itself. And as a sinkhole collapses, uh, the area around it also starts to collapse. So you are running as fast as you can. It feels like the ground beneath your feet is starting to give way. The abandoned buildings in the area start to collapse and fall as well as you just continue to sprint uh, as fast as you can through these uh, neighborhoods through these abandoned neighborhoods to get as far away from this collapsing as possible. I need everybody to give me a, oh, geez. Everybody give me a result. I guess I'm going to do a, I don't want to do an athletics plus agility, but I think I need to do a resilience. Would that be like how long you can run? That would be like your fortitude. Yeah. 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 yeah so let's do a resilience plus will. Okay. Uh, everybody can do a D1 on this. Resilience plus will D1. Okay. And I mean, everybody is just going as fast as they can. At one point, uh, Monty picks up Sanjay and throws him over his shoulder uh, and, and continues to run. He grabs Lizelle around around uh, her waist and she doesn't want to have any of it, but she's also you know trying to run as fast as she can. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doc, you have no problem with your long legs. 
uh, moving as fast as, as you can. In fact, you, you very quickly take the lead, uh, uh, Dutch, you trip and fall a couple of times. At one point you look back and you can just see the ground literally three, four feet away from you starting to collapse before you're able to scramble back up and, and beat feet, uh, away, uh, as you go, uh, Valentino, you see that the, the, the woman that was the sacrifice is still kind of freaked out and doesn't know what's happening uh, with your two successes. You're able to kind of help her as well to keep away from the collapsing uh, area. And uh, Blisco, as much as you uh, had no problem vaulting over the wall, um, you've spent many a times running through the fields, the cornfields and the loose loose dirt but this time the loose dirt just uh gets the best of you uh trips you up multiple times uh i think you've got a twisted ankle on on this but uh, you are able to to move fast enough to keep away you feel like you have run a dead sprint for at least a minute all of you you're all exhausted on the other side you turn around and you look as you come to a stop the ground has settled there is just this big dust rising from this area that has collapsed. This evil has been put down and you are all exhausted. You all take a minute and you're just breathing very, very heavily. (sighs) My goodness. This was, Oh, this was a lot, but Monty is sitting on the ground and he's laughing and Sanjay comes up next to him and is laughing too and smacks him on the back. And Dr. Smith reaches into his his jacket and he pulls out this crystal. And he's looking at it and he's like, finally. And then he looks at it again and he's like, wait a minute. This isn't crystal. This is turquoise. This isn't the this isn't this isn't what we've been after, Sanjay. And then you hear Lizelle laugh. <laughs> Dr. Smith, you think that you're so smart and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting when we get to the Forgotten City. And you just see Monty's face is just kind of downfallen as he realizes that he's been searching for this thing for a couple of years now. He's had to snatch maps from from Nazis. He's had to do some uh, you know, back alley dealings. Uh, to get the information that he wanted. And it's all come to this, a turquoise skull. It's a very interesting old turquoise skull, but this is not the crystal skull that he was hoping for. Yeah. Oh, well, Sanjay, he starts to stand up. We're going to have to keep looking. Oh, we're going to find it. Don't worry though. Still. And he tosses it over to, uh, to Sanjay. I think this will get us uh, enough money for our next leg of the adventure. Yeah. Uh, Dutch will say, uh, can I have a look at that? Yeah, sure. You, uh, Sanjay hands it to you and is indeed uh, carved into like turquoise. And, you know, it's not pure turquoise, but there's some, some other stuff mixed in with it, like some granite or some basalt or something. It is very rough. It is very, very ancient. It does not look like a human head, as some of you mentioned earlier. It looks like, I don't know, a cross. It's like an octopus that has curled all of its tentacles around its main head to protect itself. 
And the only things that are peering out are its two eyes. And it's just wrapped in these, these tentacles uh, all the way around it. It, I don't know, maybe it is a representation of the creature that was down in the, the, the catacombs down in that cavern that you, that you saw. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty creepy looking though. Yeah. This doesn't seem to match. I mean, uh, we have like tiny descriptions for Mm -hmm. the artifacts. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one doesn't seem to match any of them. No, it doesn't. It, I think Sanjay said it whenever the tentacles came out of the water that he didn't think that they were controlling the weather with this, mm-hmm. um, which is what he is. His understanding of the crystal skull is that it helps control the weathers, the tears of the goddess that created the crystal skull. Uh, it helps you control the weather and doesn't look like this is crystal or that it controls the weather. I mean, you can try to control the weather with it if you want. Um, I think hmm. you would need to use some kind of a yeah will uh, plus uh, academics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dutch will hold it and be like, uh, so this is not what you were looking for. No. But um, kicks the dirt. I think our employer would be happy to buy this off of you. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How much? I'm not sure right now. We'd have to call them. But... Uh, it definitely has seems to have some sort of power, so they'd be interested. He thinks for a moment. I won't take anything less than two thousand dollars, two thousand monies. <laughs> I'll 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 try and get a good word in. You want to hold on to it for now? Yeah, I think that's best. And he kind of tucks it into his his jacket again. Yeah, we better get back to the truck. If I'm going to help you guys in the for in the dead city, then uh, we better get a move on. And he seems very dejected, but eh, the money seems to have kind of brightened his spirits just a little bit. Sure, I I, I get a I get a real bipolar vibe from uh, Doctor Smith. Really, clap him on the shoulder. I'm going to say it's not the first time we've all been disappointed by a crystal skull, naughty. <laughs> It's not even crystal. It's the just hear, of the thing. You just hear Lizelle kind of laughing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> she just thinks this is so funny. She just is like walking beside Valentino and, and Blisco in the back of the group as you guys are starting to head back uh, south towards your, your truck. And you can just hear her say, I can't believe that he has a degree in archaeology. Ah, my dissertation is going to put him to shame. <laughs> And as you it. and as you uh, pass back through the village, people have come out of the buildings to see what the heck is going on. Many people are, you know, looks like they're openly praying. Other people are hugging each other. They can't believe it. Uh, you run into the to the village elder, and he's just looking at you with with amazement of like, you said you were going to stop the evil, and you have. Thank you. Thank you so much. And is there anything that I can do for you? Uh, uh, maybe a place to sit and uh, some watermelon. Yes, yes. He claps his hand and and uh, people start to rush and gather some chairs for you guys to sit there. 
and uh, you can hear some people starting to play some music and celebrate and, and watermelons are broken out and everybody has some nice watermelon and a little celebration as you have put a local evil to rest. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you'd like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we didn't have any named NPCs, so no shout-outs to our associate producers this week. But next week, we'll feature a lot of surprises, and more than a few of our wonderful patrons will become NPCs in this game. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hit and send it to us at podcast at Majorspoilers.com, and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.